Well, good afternoon. I guess it's afternoon. It's quarter to one. Sorry about the late thing getting here for the fireside discussions. Uh, I want to welcome everybody. I just want you to know that we're glad you're here. We're excited. Jesus is still Lord, and bless God, we're still expecting. Expecting great things and expecting God to suddenly come. Amen. Um, you know, a couple things real quick. Uh, don't forget about Tuesdays. We have Bible studies. Uh, we're like the watchmen on the watchman tower. We go in-depth into a lot of things like we do here on the fireside discussions. Um, don't forget uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, Megan will be filling in for me because I'll be out of town. Um, so just come expecting. You're going to get blessed. She has a beautiful anointing on her life, and she is very blessing um you know so but like i said we have things set up we're gradually setting things up we got paypal and all nine yard if you'd like to give uh, i'm expecting and believing god and i want you to be praying with me for a thousand people that they will come and stand with us and uh, support us um because you know we're we're believing god for some fields to be able to put meetings on and you know we're talking and something God's really been dealing with my heart this morning about was going into inner cities and uh, renting parks and stuff and having meetings to have a citywide crusade because we're believing God for God to shake not only our nation but our inner cities and shake the, the this country to get us back to the right place where we need to be and that is with the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you want to help I thank you for your giving you know if you like I said if you don't have a home church welcome you know uh, plant a seed into this ministry and God will richly bless you you know I'm a big person I believe in prosperity but I will not beg for bread you know uh, if God called God will provide so you know that's why we're praying and believing God for what we're going to do we're believing for fields of dreams uh, we're believing for, you know, that there will be fields filled with the ministering of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe for old-fashioned old tent revivals, you know, I believe for Holy Ghost and the power of God to move. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and go in the prayer. That's just a couple things. If you want to keep praying for us, we really appreciate keep praying for us. There's great things and exciting things here that's taking place here in this ministry. Um, you know God's doing great things and we're just excited about being on the cutting edge and being ready to go do what God called us to do so let's go ahead and pray Father we just thank you in Jesus' name we thank you for another great opportunity to come together as a family come together as a body come together as a of believers Lord to break the word of God to look into your word to see you and you lifted up and high and lifted up Father, we just thank you that, Lord, that you're going to constantly speak to our hearts. Allow our hearts to be prepared to receive the incorruptible word of the living God. Father, allow us to, Father, become more like you and less of ourselves. Father, allow us to be kingdom-minded and allow us to be do as Jesus said. I only do those things I see my Father doing. I only speak those things that my Father speak. Father, we just thank you today that you're just going to move. You're going to operate. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're here. You're here to, to guide us in the word, to give us revelation, to, to 
open our hearts, open our minds, that we would see, receive the Word of God. And we thank you for it. We believe and we expect for the suddenly. We expect, Father, that you to move like you've never moved before. Shake your people today. Father, shake. And Father, I thank you for the thousand people that are going to come and be a part of us. I thank you, Father, for those that are out there hurting and and, and bleeding alongside the road, I thank you that, Father, that God, that we're going to go out and we're going to get those that no one wants to get. Father, we just thank you for it. We thank you that the harvest field is truly as plentiful. We thank you that the laborers might be few. But, Father, I thank you that by the highways and the byways and the in the wilderness and in the mountaintops and the valleys, Father, that you're bringing, for this is our, our time and our season, Father. We thank you that, Lord, we don't go by what we see. We only be are moved by what the Word of God says. And we thank you that your Word says that we're victorious in everything that we do. Everything that we put our hands to will prosper. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise and the honor. It's in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Well, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Remember, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, and I want to encourage you. The Holy Spirit is not a, it's not a thing. The Holy Spirit is not, you know, tongues or or the gifts of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an actual person. He's the third person of the Trinity. Remember, Jesus said when he goes, I go away, but if I go away, I will not let you comfortless. I will send you a comfort comforter sent from my Father. You know, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's job is to do. God's work here in this earth and establish his word here on this earth and as we as the body of Christ that is our job is to establish God's kingdom here on this earth to get as many people as we can saved and get them filled with the Holy Ghost today we're going to pick up where we left off last week and we're going to talk about guidelines to receiving the Holy Spirit you know, let's talk about why some folks have a difficulty receiving the Holy Ghost even when they are seeking to be filled. I want to start with the important truth that causes many who seek the infilling of the Spirit to stumble. The Holy Spirit do doesn't speak in tongues. He speaks in tongues through you, but you're the one. He gives you the utterance, but you're the one that speaks it. A lot of times people will come and want to be filled with the Spirit of God and they're expecting some supernatural thing to come down and take over their mouth and speak. No, you got to speak. It's just like how you speak to salvation. You believe in your heart. You speak with your mouth. That's how you become saved. That's the same way you come with that. Listen, to your natural mind, it's going to sound foolish. It's going to sound like you're talking baby talk. You're gibberishing. Or, you know gibbering and everything but you know but you know that's because your mind has not been renewed you know you need to quiet your mind down you need to get your mind under control quit allowing you know, to drift off and think about thoughts that has no precedence of what you're dealing with start calving your mind calm your mind down and, and make your body become still and as you do God will start filling you and as you read the word, remember the Bible says that in Romans 12, 2, it says that you renew your mind by the word of God. That is a daily exercise every day that you need to do. That ain't just something. 
You know, it's just like how you feed your natural body with the nutrients of food and, and fruits and vegetables and all that and meat and whatever. You know, just think if you go weeks without eating, your body will deteriorate. You After your fat leaves your body, and like some of us, like me, has a lot of fat that can be dissolved, you know, pretty soon it'll start eating your muscle. And then oh. eventually it'll eat you, eat you away. Actually, it eats the muscle first, then the fat. You, you know, okay. But you see what I'm saying? It'll make you a weak physical person that if the wind blew, you'd blow over. Same way spiritually. If you don't spend time in the Word of God, and you don't spend time in fellowship with God in His Word, you know, you're, you're not going to grow, and you're not going to get to be strong. And the only way you're going to renew your mind, because, see, we still have this mind that's not been, that's not been redeemed yet. So this mind's still going to think the way that it thought before. It's still going to act the way that it that it did before. You know, remember Paul said there's a battle between your flesh and your spirit, and your soul's in between it, which is your mind, will, and emotions. You know, your flesh, if your flesh dominates, that's where your soul's going to go. It's going to go with the flesh. You know, that's why people overeat, oversleep you know get in an uproar when they go out to protest when somebody says the wrong thing to them or they try to do bodily harm to them your flesh's first response is I'll get you back remember when somebody says something bad about to you or something you first thing you want to do is reach out and choke them yeah. you know I mean I used to go around and tell people call 1-800-CHOKE-AT-HO you know uh, it, it's hard it's hard when you have to deal with your flesh day in and day out but blessed be God, God gave us instruction manual that we can help get our body and our flesh under control and to renew our minds. Amen. You know, as we renew our minds with the Word of God, all of a sudden we start looking from God's perspective instead of our own perspective. Amen? Amen. So, that, so you know, just keep that in mind. Don't, don't get so caught up with what's taking place in the world. Go back to what, the Word of God. The Word of God triumphs everything. The Word is true. The Word of God has been established in heaven. And we are established in it here on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Let me tell you something. Up in heaven, there's no violence. Amen. There's no backbiting. There's nobody talking bad about you. And listen, that old saying is from a lie from the pit of hell where it says sticks and stones shall break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Listen, you can break a bone. Yeah, you'll remember the effect of it. Your body will tell you about it. But, you know, it isn't as bad as words. Words never die. Amen. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. Remember what Proverbs 6, 2 says? It says, it says that you are snared by the words of your mouth. And if your mind's not renewed, guess what you're going to speak? You're going to speak negative. You're going to speak things that go contrary to the Word of God. And then you're going to live a defeated Christian life. Amen. People keep telling me, there's no way you can do the things that God's called you to do. I don't limit God. I serve a big God. Amen. You know, I like what one, one man said. He's, he's home with the Lord now. <clears throat> he used to say, you believe big enough that when it does come to pass and manifest that people know that it was God. Don't ever limit God. Go out under the edge of the branch and make sure that branch is cracking, getting ready to snap. 
because I'm going to tell you, God will be there. He'll uplift you. Your foot will not dash against the stone. God will always be there. But it takes faith. And it goes past your natural five physical senses. Come on now. But you know, everybody goes, I want a, I want a word from God. But let me tell you something. I'll give you a word from God. Open the Bible. That's God speaking to you. Open the word of God up and allow God to speak to you. Open it up and start reading it. And I'm not just saying just read it and everything. I'm talking about sit and read it. Even if you have to go over a verse a couple times. But put yourself there when you're, when you're reading the life of Jesus when he walked the earth. Be like one of the disciples that was there that was handing out the loaves and the fishes and picked up the basket full after feeding 5,000, the 4,000, and so forth. You know? Be like the, like the people that stood back and saw the miraculous things that the Lord Jesus Christ did. Put yourself there. See yourself. See, because you've got to start seeing yourself the way God sees you. Not the way man sees you or anybody else sees you, mom or dad or anybody. You've got to see yourself the way God sees you. See, God, God made you in the like and the image of Him. So that means you can look at yourself and in the mirror and say, I'm wonderfully, beautifully created in the like and image of my God. Come on now. When somebody tells you that you're never going to make it, you need to look at them and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You might say, what does this have to do with the guidelines of receiving the Holy? It has a lot to do. Because, see, when you've got the Holy Ghost inside you, when He comes and lives inside you, and create, you're recreated, born again, child of God, in a new birth, the Holy Spirit starts rising up within you and starts telling you, you're not what people say you are. This is what you say you are. This is who God thinks you are. See, I'm the apple of my Father's eye. He that touches me touches the apple of my God, of my Father. See, I don't look at my Father the way that, uh, that I would look at my natural dad if he was still alive. Because, see, my natural dad could never hold a candle to my Heavenly Father. Amen. Remember Jesus said that if you which are earthly and wicked parents can give good gifts, how much more shall your Heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give you if you ask? If you ask of the Holy Ghost, will he give it? Come on now, amen. amen. So start seeing yourself the way God sees you. I want to encourage you today. Get your mind renewed on the Word of God. When somebody comes up to you and says, I got a word for you, you tell them, I got a word for you too. The Bible. That is God speaking to me. You know, you, you need to start opening up your Bible and say, I thank you, God, that, that the Bible is you speaking to me, God. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 14. I was free of charge. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have some fun. Enjoy. You know, don't be so stuffy. God wants you to have fun. Do you realize that in the presence of God, there's a fullness of joy? Do you realize up in heaven, there's no down days? You're rejoicing. You're, you're glad. You know? Amen. I mean, the Bible says you're supposed to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Well, I don't got nothing. Oh, I do. Every day I get up, I'm so thankful I'm still alive. Yeah, when I'm staggering myself to the, to the, because uh, I'm still asleep to the 
to the bathroom to get in the shower. I'm thanking the thank you, God, that you've made this day. Thank you, Father, that I'm going to rejoice in this day. I thank you, God, that everything that is, that is in this day, you've already made a way. I thank you that you're going to lead me, guide me, direct me. You know, I thank you for sending me your Holy Spirit. I thank you that the Holy Spirit indwells inside of me. I welcome the Holy Spirit. I allow the Holy Spirit to have rule and reign in my life that he would shine Jesus Christ through me, in me, and upon me. Come on now. Amen. You know, find scriptures. Encourage yourself. Dear God, do you realize the sacrifice of play, praise means it's a sacrifice. You don't feel like doing it. I mean, there's times I get up in the morning, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like, you know, taking the scriptures that I stand on and quote, you know, and putting God in remembrance of his word. You know, God's word does not come back void to him. Amen. You know, I'm not just giving God lip service. I'm telling you the truth. You know, that's one thing you'll know about me is I, I won't candy coat something for you. I'll tell you the truth. If I go through something, I'll be the first one to admit to you. Hey, I'm going through something. I'm not going to sit there and tell you that, oh, you know, it's all candy canes and road, honey drops and rose drops and a flowery bed of ease you're going to work, go down the stream with. But God says, if God be for us, who can be against us? God's made us more than conquerors in Christ. Amen. Come on now. The love of God's been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Why do you think that I can look at these protesters that are out there doing these things that you wonder what God they're serving. Amen. You know? And you can look at them with love because see the love of God's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Allow that love to come forth. When that person you can't love or that person that's done you wrong, do something good for them. Show them and love them. You know? Tell them you got some inside information. If they want to know what that inside information is, say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in you. Come on now. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 14, it says, For I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. See, when you pray in the Spirit of God, you, you will see that your understanding is unfruitful. There is times that when you're praying in the Spirit, that you will not know what you're praying about. Remember we just finished up in our Tuesday night Bible study class about intercessory prayer. There's times that you'll be praying that you won't know who you're praying for or what you're praying about. But you know, it doesn't matter if your mind is, is fruitful with it. It doesn't matter if your mind knows what you're praying about. Allow the Spirit of God to keep flowing. But you know, if you keep reading there, you'll see where it says, Paul said, I'll pray for God to give me the understanding. And there'll be times that you'll know exactly what you're praying about in the Spirit. Amen? See, the, the amplified version of the word, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit prays, God has provided a way for our spirits to pray apart from our understanding. It isn't the Holy Ghost doing the praying. It is the Holy Ghost helping our spirit pray. You know, you always hear people say, well, you know, the Holy Spirit was praying. There's a comes a time that when you get in the deep things of God that the Holy Spirit does have a voice. And you'll know the difference between when it's your human recreative spirit speaking by the inspiration of the Spirit of God. And then you'll know when it says, Thus saith the Holy Ghost. Come on now, amen. Do you see 
Do you see? He guide, He gives us the utterance. We do the praying. The miracles of tongues is not who is doing the speaking. We are the ones doing, doing the speaking. The miracle of tongues is where the tongues are come from, from and what is being said. That's why a lot of folks miss it. They sit around waiting for the Holy Ghost to do the talking. Come on now. A lot of people sit around and say, well, you know, I'll go out there and do something for God. No, why don't you just get up, put your hand to the plow and start doing something. Come on now. You know, the Bible says if a man doesn't work, does not eat. A man that doesn't provide for his house is worse than an infidel. Oh, well, this ain't going over good. <clears throat> it is true that the Holy Ghost is the one who gives the utterance. But it is not the Holy Ghost doing the talking. There's the difference. The Holy Ghost will give you the utterance. All of a sudden, you might get a word that says, Hoda, shikara no moro da. And that might be the only thing that you that you have in that you get. But but you know, you you gotta realize that that is that is the that's what's the difference. Turn with me, Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter two. Verse four. It says, "And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance." Do you see? On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost gave the utterance, but the believers did the talking. You might get a, you might only get one word, but flow with it, because the more you do it, the more it's going to progress. It's just like a kid learning how to speak the natural language. You know, a lot of times they might only have one word. They might say any mommy or daddy or doggy or kitty or, you know, whatever. But as they keep progressively doing that, they will know. Amen. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 13. I hope you're getting something out of this. Glory to God. I'm getting myself happy. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 13. Look at verse 1. It says, This is the third time I've come unto you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I'm trying to give you more than one scripture. Too many people base their doctrine on one scripture. And they take it out of contents. Listen, the Bible is progressive revelation. It means it's progressively giving you revelation. Come on now. Do you realize that the, that the, that the Bible says that... But the Bible says that, you know, that out of two or three mouths, every word will be established. Listen, whenever God gives you a word, you tell him, I want you to, to confirm your word. God will give you revelation of that word. But listen, don't take the words of somebody that somebody says something to you. If it doesn't confirm to what God's already been speaking to you, put it on the shelf. Because God said He'll perform His word. He will confirm it. He will. He will tell you. Amen. And tell them you need it from Revelations or from Romans to Revelation. That is written to the church. You are the church. Amen. Look with me to Acts chapter ten. Acts chapter ten. Just trying to help here. Acts chapter ten, verse verse forty-five and forty-six. It says. 
and they of the circumcision which believe were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the whole from the Gentiles also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Do you see that Peter and the Jewish, Jewish believers who came with him heard Cornelius at his house, not the Holy Ghost speak with tongues? Let me give you one more. I'll give, I'll give, give, me, give, me, let me give you one more. Acts, Acts chapter 19. Acts, Acts chapter 19. Just flow. 
whatever the Spirit of God's telling you to do, do it. Let me tell you something. It comes back to, to giving. And like I said, you won't hear me talk much about giving. I believe in prosperity. I believe you should tithe. I believe you should give offerings. I believe you should sow because I believe in sowing and reaping. But listen to me. If God puts some dollar amount on you to give, give it before your mind kicks in. Because your mind will give you 101 million reasons why you shouldn't get it. Amen. Come on now. You know, do everything before you get your mind gets involved. Because if your mind's not renewed with the Word of God, then your mind will talk you out of doing the things of God. I've had that happen in my own personal life. There's many times God's told me to go do certain things, and I was all gung-ho to do it, and then I allowed my mind to get involved, and they talked myself out of it. Then I allowed these Job-type friends, you know what I mean by Job-type friends, they yeah. come and told me a thousand and one ways why it wasn't God. And I should have known it was of God. Because <laughs> <And then clears throat> the devil's never going never gonna to tell you to do something. Listen to me. The devil's never going to say, you know, going out and getting a city park in a city and have a city-wide crusade. The devil ain't going to put that in your heart. He ain't going to speak that to you and say, oh, you know, you need to go do that. He's going to speak to you and say, no, you can't do that. Do you know how much money it's going to cost? You know, no one's going to show up, you know, and a thousand and one things. Come on now. Do you ever notice that the devil's never talking to somebody that's not saved? When you wasn't saved, did the devil come to you and say, well, you know, you better not get saved? The devil came to you and said you wasn't good enough to be saved. Did you ever get after you got born again, became a child of God, got the new birth, you've been recreated, your your name's written in the Lamb's book of life, you know, so forth and so on. Did the devil ever come to you and say, well, if you're truly saved, you wouldn't do that. Amen. Do you, do you see, the devil will only tell you things that he knows that God wants you to do. That's because he's trying to stop you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's talk about a hindrance to receiving the Holy Ghost. There are some things that you can keep a person from being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, such as a lack of faith and a lack of yieldness. Remember, the Holy Ghost gives the utterance, but the person must do the talking. I know you're getting probably tired of me saying this over and over again, but that's the truth. The Holy Ghost gives you the utterance, but you do the speaking. Amen. That means the person must open his mouth and use his own voice to start speaking. After a believer asks Jesus to baptize him with the Holy Ghost, he must he needs to quit quiet his mind and see see if he senses the Holy Spirit giving him syllables or words on the inside. It's going to come from within. It's going to come out of your belly. Come on now, out of the innermost being, your heart, the center of you. Amen. Amen. If he doesn't sense anything, the problem may be a lack of faith. Why? Because a person must first receive the gift of the Holy Spirit he asked for by opening his heart to the Spirit and drinking him in. When he receives the Holy, Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will give him the utterance. In this case, it would be behooved 
that a believer to go back and study the five recorded incidents in the book of Acts who's, where people got filled with the Holy Ghost. Remember Acts 2, 8, 9, 10, and 19? He should read those verses very carefully for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. On the other hand, if that believer does speak out an utterance in tongues, even if he speaks only a few syllables, he needs to hold on to that utterance and refuse to give, it, give, give up on it. He should also expect more to come. The problem in this case is the lack of yieldness. Because you speak only one syllable or, or a couple different syllables, people give up and they think, oh, I'm talking baby talk. You know, I'm just gibbering. You know, it's like I said, natural. If you think of natural when you when a child is learning how to, is developing and growing, and he starts out and his first word is mom, 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 or dad, 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 or dog, 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 or whatever his first word is. If a parent would say, well, you need to quit knock that off. That child would never develop how to speak properly and be able to do full sentences. Amen? Amen. The devil is going to say, oh, you only, you didn't really get it because you only got a few little droplets. Listen, just because you only speak a few little, keep doing it. Because abundantly, you're going to start hitting that where you hit that rivers of living water that will just start pouring out of you. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> See, don't look at outward actions. Too often we try to judge spiritual things by fleshly standard, decide what a person has or has not received from God, from God according to how they act outwardly. I've seen people that have gone to the altar of God that, that have literally had cried and sobbed and gave their heart to Christ and so forth and so on. And, you know, when trials and tribulation come, they're no longer with God. They've walked away. And I've seen people that have come up and just cried out for the mercy of God and said, Father, I thank you that I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe I'm saved. And they became some of the stalwart type Christians. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. See, sometimes people just stir up emotion, shouting, and carrying on and make a lot of noise and doesn't mean anything in the world. Of course, other times the display of outward emotion is a result of a true spiritual experience. Listen, I'd rather have a little bit of little bit of fleshly fire than have a graveside service where Ritamorcosis and all that sit in a pew. I'd rather have people that that are doing things in the flesh, whether it's dancing, running, laughing, whatever, in the flesh, than to have no one do absolutely nothing and push the Holy Ghost away. Come on now. Whether or not a person has truly received from the Lord is not determined by his outward emotion. It's determined by his heart. Are you good enough to receive the Holy Ghost? You know, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people saying, well, I'm not good enough. You know, I've, I've done this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, and I always tell them, do you clean up before you take a bath? 
You jump in the shower as dirty as you are. You come to God like that. Come on now. It doesn't matter if you're good enough. None of us are good enough. None of us are good enough to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Amen. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's by the grace of God. God's grace. Nothing you've done. Your righteousness, yes, is filthy rags before God. But see, you don't stand in your righteousness. You stand in the righteousness of Jesus Christ where it once was 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 dating in dark but now it's washed whiter than snow because of the blood of Christ amen so are you good enough to receive the Holy Ghost yes if you have been born again and a child of the living God and you you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you believe that he came in the flesh and that he's the son of God you can you can be saved you you're saved then, then you're you're already primed, primed to be able to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> let me let me close with this. You're good enough because of what God has has done in your life. Because see, like I said, it doesn't matter what you've done; it's all a matter what He has done. So today, I want to encourage you. That if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you are born again, and you have the new birth, then you are a prime example to receive the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is go by faith and say, Father, I, I ask that you would give me and fill me with the endued me on power from on high. Let me have an encounter with you that, that I would get baptized with the power and the fire of God that I would never be the same. Because when you get plugged into the power source, which is the Holy Ghost, you're never going to be the same. So I hope I helped you here this morning or this afternoon. Uh, I truly believe there's people out there that you've been seeking God because you feel like you have a God, call of God on your life. You've been seeking God about what God wants you to do. Uh, if you truly believe that you have a call of God on your life, and everything and you're seeking where to go or what to do please notify me I will help you every way I can I know a lot of good Bible schools out there you know that you need to get your application in because they're soon going to be starting their classes you know that you'll be trained and taught in how to be led and how to flow with the Spirit of God they'll give you the word because remember the word and the spirit remember if you have too much word you dry up too much spirit you blow up but the right mixture of the word and the spirit you grow up you know that they'll help you so if you feel like you're called to be into the fivefold ministry contact me let me know because I will help you and I will help you every, every step of the way to get you to a good bible based church or school if you're out there and you don't have a church I will help you try to find a good bible based church somewhere you can plug into and grow where you can iron sharpen and iron Remember, a church is not a building. The church is you and I. But the building that you go to that is representing the church, it is there to prepare you, train you, teach you, energize you, to send you back out there into the highways and the byways, the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you want to be a part of this ministry, 
you're more than welcome to be a part of it. We are here to believe souls. Because there's only one thing when you leave this earth that you can leave with, and that is souls. And we're believing for hundreds of millions of souls to come into the kingdom of God. I told you I serve a big God. Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I want to have the opportunity, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you don't know who this Jesus is that I've been talking about, I want to give you the opportunity to accept him. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, salvation is yours. Well, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you knowing that I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. I ask that Jesus Christ, that you would come into my heart. I ask and believe that you've died and rose again for me. I believe that you came in the flesh. I believe that you are the Son of God. I accept you now. I thank you, Father, that I'm part of your family. I believe with my, with my heart and I confess with my mouth unto salvation. So I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you that I'm saved. I thank you, Father, for those that have said that prayer. I thank you that they're a part of the family of God. Now I want to encourage you. Go out and find somebody. Tell them that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Find yourself a Bible-based, Holy Ghost-led, Spirit-filled, tongue-talking, devil-stomping, church on radical, fanatical for the kingdom of God and hook up and grow and become the Star Wars type Christian that God wants you to be. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you, that, Father, that as your word has been ministered today, we thank you, that God, for signs and wonders. We believe in the supernatural. We believe in miracles because we serve a miracle power working God. Father, we thank you that you are the way maker. You are the deliverer. You are the chain breaker. You are the one that, that sits upon the throne. And we're just so grateful. Not only do we accept you as our Lord and as our Savior, but we allow you to become king of our life. And Father, those right now that have decisions to make, I pray, Father, that you would give them wisdom. Father, give them understanding. Uh, give them a heart of understanding. Let their mind be renewed with your word. Father, allow them to hear the Spirit of God. And Lord, those that are seeking you about the ministry, I pray that God that you would just prosper them. Whatever their hands, put their hands to the plow, Father, that you would prosper. The Father, that you would just use them. Father, as we're watchmen on the watchman tower, and as we're declaring and blowing the trumpet that needs to be blown in this hour, I thank you, the Father, that those that are heeding to the call, Father, I thank you, the God, that you're going to be there. Lord, I thank you, the God, that you'll never leave them nor forsake them. No matter how tough this life becomes, no matter how much the, the battle rages on, I thank you, that God, that they would always know that you've anointed their head with oil and their cup doeth running over. Father, I thank you. I thank you that the Lord, you are their shepherd. And I thank you, the Father, that they shall not want. I give you all the glory and all the praise. I thank you for every person that gave their heart to, and life to Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, the God, that, Lord, that we will never lose any. But, Father, we thank you. Lord, and for those that are backslidden and those that have walked away from you, Father, Lord, I thank you that it's time for them to come back to the Father's house. Father, I pray that they would come back. 
And I pray that those that are lukewarm today, Father, I pray for the fire of God to come into them. Father, I pray that the fire of God would fall right now wherever they're at. I thank you, that God, that you're opening doors no man can shut and shutting doors no man can open. I thank you that every every tree that has bared forth bad fruit is hewed down and cut at the root, Father, never to bear forth fruit. I thank you, that God, that as they bear forth, I thank you that their fruit shall remain, Father, as they bear it in you. I thank you, Lord. I give you all the glory and I give you all the praise. I'm so excited about the things. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things from you, Father. I thank you that your word does not go back, come back to you void, but it goes out to accomplish that which you set it forth to do, Father. And I thank you for the thousand people that are going to rise up and stand with me, Father. And I thank you that as we take this stand, Father, to stand up and to speak up, Father, this is our hour. This is our day. This is our year to declare the glory of God. I thank you, Father, for those that will help me set up these citywide crusades. I thank you for all the people that are going to join to this ministry, that we're going to grow. Father, we just thank you that we'll never, never forget where we came from, and we'll never forget of what you've done. And we are so grateful and so thankful for all that you have done, Father. We give you all the glory, we give you all the praise, and it's in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen.